Hello, I'm Dan. And I'm Simon. And this is a special episode of the Wikicast, the podcast about random Wikipedia articles. Today, we are joined by a guest. That's me! <laughs> Come in, man. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. So, uh, but hang on, who are you, Mystery Voice? That's the question, isn't it? That is the, qu- that yeah. is the question. <laughs> Normally what happens is the guest is then expected to answer said question. Well, I am Pixel Girl. This is the first time, I think, that you've been in like a formal bit of content that I've made. Is this formal content now? Has <laughs> <laughs> it gone, gone that badly? Well, it's it's not, uh, it, yeah, I suppose we're really stretching the definition there. Yeah, we're joined by Pixel Girl, everyone. Oh, uh, yeah, Pixel Girl, do you have a Wikipedia article that we can talk about? Uh, was I supposed to find this? No, randomly generate one. Well, we, need, we need to find out what we're, what we're meant to be talking about and then completely ignore oh, for the okay. entire episode. Um, so go on Wikipedia and then on the left-hand side, there'll be the random like article button. Ooh. You can tell this is the first time, can't you, Dan? You didn't tell me. I was the one looking for the article. You see, you may, probably should have made that clear. I probably should have. We had a few technical issues. Where, we did. Where, oh, we did. God, I don't even know where you find the random button. Sorry, this is not good content. On the left-hand side. Oh, random article. I can see it. I can see it. Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh, no, we can't do this. I can't pronounce it. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Wikicast. <laughs> oh, okay. It is on Macropetalictus, this. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Do I have Fantastic. to tell you about this now? Ideally. I mean, luckily it's not very long, so it won't take <laughs> that much time. Too long. Um, okay. Yeah, that's so... the first of many innuendos in this episode, I have no doubt. <laughs> the Macropetalictus is a genus of placoderm fish. Named by Norwood and Owen in 1846. So it means an armoured plated fish. And that's ah. it. Yeah. Right, well, we got that nonsense out of the way. <laughs> right, so um, Pixel Girl, I mean, you listen to the Wikicast, don't you? Um, <sighs> Here we go. So. The, truth, the truth comes out. <laughs> Around four, four years ago, when, when we first started dating, I was a good old fan and I listened to all of your things. But now that I live with you, I hear enough of you, so yeah, I don't enough, tend to me. listen to it anymore, sorry. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's This relationship is absolutely <laughs> strong. I mean, okay, okay, I'm an occasional listener, put it that way. Okay, sorry, an occasional reader. So we should actually probably make clear, just in case people are confused about who on earth this person is, Pixel Girl is my girlfriend of nearly five years. We've been living together for the past two years. So that's why we've invited her on because, well, there's a few reasons why I invited her on. One, because we just thought it would be funny. Um, two, because this is a very special episode. So we thought we'd mark the occasion. Uh, <laughs> and um, the people asked for it. People in the Discord uh, wanted to hear from the the, the blurry faced girl in who, who has made it. We noted the other day to the Yogscast wiki. It was <laughs> a proud day. Lord. I've done precisely nothing to get there. I mean, I have a page and then uh, Pixel Girl is, is mentioned on said page, which was, it's kind of weird, really. I think that was one of those moments where you realise quite where all of your decisions in life have led you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Much like this whole podcast, actually. Um, this is, I'm, I'm questioning whether this was actually a good idea or not. Well, because we, we do have a few things lined up. So we'll do a, a relatively normal episode. But um, Pixel Girl, we asked our readers at home to supply us with their best story from when they were at school. Okay. And so what we're going to do is a little a little segment of teacher reacting oh, to, okay. to these stories later. You can perhaps tell us where the teachers went wrong uh, or whether you think it was, in fact, utter bullshit 
basically like an episode of Waterloo Road when we were watching it. Have you watched Waterloo Road, Dan? I don't think we've talked about this. No, I don't think I have. Oh, don't, do not get her started on Waterloo Road. <laughs> okay. Amazing. It's it's the show that is the natural choice for somebody who spends nine hours a day uh, (laughs) at a school who then comes home and watches uh, a fictional school, you know. Oh, hang on. You you mentioned this last episode, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, it was so long ago. It's just so bad. It's good. Like, everything is school, but times 100. (laughs) I I just love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, if, if people want to know who don't live in the UK what a UK school system is like, then that's not the show to watch. Yeah, so they don't watch of, it then. <laughs> yeah, if you want to know what UK schools are like, there's a series called Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite popular. <laughs> it gives you everything you need to know. Dan's childhood uh, biography. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Um, it's true. So, uh, well, Dan, how have you been? I, we haven't spoken for a little while. Well, let's just ignore Pixel Girl being here. I've been good. I've been good. I've been I've been very busy because my uh, my my boss and colleague at work has uh, has been away for 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 a week or so. She may well be away for next week as well, which means I'm the only one in the office doing quite a bit. <laughs> so uh, it's been it's been busy but fun. Um, not this week coming, but the week after. Um, it's half term as Pixel Girl. Yes, <laughs> which is very exciting because that means I don't sing even songs, so I get to finish my working day at four thirty every day, and I get free Sunday. So, so Pixel Girl, how have you, how have you been? I mean, it's not like I already had this conversation with you <laughs> not half an hour ago, but how have you been? <laughs> I've been good. I am like Dan, very excited for half term. Um, it's been a long term, mm. but yeah, I've been I've been good. <laughs> so you had the stress recently of um, year eleven mocks that you were marking yes. and and going through, which was I don't think I ever quite appreciated how stressful it was for the teacher compared to the students. Like as a student, you're obviously stressed because you know it's like your future and all that stuff, mm. but. You know, like it, you were really stressing out about it, but could you could you explain why you were stressing out over it? I don't think I was stressing out over it. I think that was a bit. <laughs> I, I mean, I want them to do well. I don't. I don't think I was stressed. But at the same time, your your progression as a teacher depends on your students hitting their target grades. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you were just a bit like, oh, you why aren't you doing better? Like you were pleasantly surprised by some kids, but yeah. not. By other, obviously, this is completely anonymous, so you know we can. I guess it's just it's a really good indication for how it's going to turn out in the real thing. So mm. I wanted them to do well because I want to do well also, <laughs> um, but mainly I just wanted the them spirit. to do well. So yeah. yeah. Do you don't do because I know Dan the people at the cathedral because obviously the singers that we interacted with at the cathedral also taught at the school. You don't have anything to do with the school, do you? Not really. Some of the some of the lay vicars teach at the school. Others others don't because their current job might not permit it. But yeah, there's some usually some involvement in cathedral school music as a tutor or something or a teaching piano or or singing or certainly as I understand it. But no, I I don't I don't do much with the cathedral school at all. Do, do you think you'd make a good teacher? What would you want to teach? Um, defense against the dark arts. Uh, I knew knew you would say that. (laughs) No, I don't know. I think, I think teaching could be interesting. I've considered it as kind of like a, as a maybe if I, if I, if I, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think the thing is, here's the, here's the thing. (laughs) I think I'd be far more suited to teaching like secondary you know, mm. I'd want to be teaching a class that ideally was taken as an elective so that the people who were in my class actually wanted to do it. Um, spoiler, even if they choose it, it doesn't mean they want to do it. <laughs> well, well, true, true. <laughs> but at least I suppose... chosen my subject do not want to be there. 
you're at least you're at least in less of an awkward position trying to teach maths to someone who has to take maths yeah, very true. but absolutely mm. you know hates it with a fiery passion which was that was me at school when i was obviously in the ib you've got to take one of every subject um and maths was just oh god i loathed it with a with a passion see i, yeah. I guess i should have guessed that but i've i, I just I, we never really talked about our school days mm. really have we would you Not say really. so what what did you hate as well as maths I don't think I hated anything, as with the exception of that. There was a moment, I remember the first time that I could properly do physics, I didn't get along with, but I didn't get along with the teacher. I then took it for a second year. And no, it was like a second term and, and my teacher changed and I had an absolute ball. It was similar with chemistry, actually. I think if, if chemistry was chemistry was fine, physics was a was a... Something I never knew that I would take on further on. It was just more of like a, you know, it's something you do in year nine for a year as an elective mm. thing and then see if you want to do it going forward. But yeah, probably physics and maths weren't weren't my my strong suit. But otherwise I quite mm. liked every I quite liked all my subjects really. I'm one of those I think I was one of those annoying kids who just quite <laughs> liked um taking in information. Oh goody Mr Mr. Goody Two Shoes is what you were. <laughs> That you are, That's but, why I like QI and things like that, or I listen to loads of different weird podcasts and in our time, and it doesn't matter how niche it is, I just like remembering or having a little kind of back pocket of bizarre factoids. Dan would have been one of those students that you would absolutely hate Pixel Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, oh, you try hard prick. <laughs> You're like, stop being great. so try hard and liking all of your subjects. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I I liked my subjects, but I think I knew a lot about <laughs> a few of them and very much not a lot about a lot of them. That makes mm. no sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to pass that in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I loved French, Spanish and music. And then I liked the rest of them, apart from mm. maths. Also, did did not like maths. I don't, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with the amount of maths hate going on <laughs> in this podcast. I just find it really hard. I, like it's 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 not easy. <laughs> now, does that mean that you had a bad teacher? Do you think? Um, no, I I like my teacher as well. I'm not sure. I, th- I don't know. For me, I found that the attitude that you have. If you if you compare the attitude that you have to approach English literature or history um, as opposed to mathematics, mm. it's mathematics is is infinitely more black and white. And there'd be a point where I'd want to ask more questions about well, why is this or why is that? And I like arguing a point or being able to take a slightly contentious view because you can do wider research into why that might be. And you can back up and justify your ideas. Whereas in, in maths, you, you just, why is this a thing? Oh, because it is. Oh, okay then. Mm. Mm. Um, it was too closed-ended, I think, for me. I mean, I had to I had to do it in years 11 and 12. I, I got I got pretty good results in it, actually. I was really surprised. Um, but I, it, it, because I had to work so hard on it, whereas yeah. I've never had to work hard for, uh, well, obviously, school is different, university, you do have to work hard. But English literature in the IB, I I. I it just always came naturally to me. I never had to. My, the way my brain was was just meant that I could do this subject, and I was I was I was really interested in it. I've been interested in it all the way through school, so I had quite a good kind of bank of things to talk about and refer to and look at. And it never was much of an issue. Whereas maths, I had to work so hard to try and even just scrape decent grades. Yeah. Now that's because really... we we were kind of talking about this the other day, Pixagol, actually, about how, so you went to a conference in Cambridge and basically came back. The key takeaway that I took from our conversation was that there's no such thing as potential. 
when it comes to academics. So does that mean that there is no such thing as natural aptitude? Is that another one of these sort of myths that we should kind of like just holds you back in subjects? Truthful answer? I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I don't know know about that. I think there there definitely is such a thing as natural aptitude. (laughs) But I think it's so easily changeable. I think you're suited to things. You might be suited to things, but there's always scope for change. Someone could change your mind. External events can happen that mean that you end up doing something a lot more than another thing and then you become better at that thing. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's always about that. So can you explain it like because I still am a little bit confused about this about this idea that there is no such thing as potential because I was actually talking so I filmed with um Ali Abdal I don't know if you know his channel Dan um he's like a study tuber uh is a doctor at Cambridge and I I introduced him to this idea which seems to be new to him as well um but I fear I may have slightly misrepresented it so could you just explain a little bit I fear I've slightly misrepresented it as well it's what I understood from the discussion we were having but I think it was the idea that. You can't reach your potential or fulfill your potential because your potential is setting a limit on your ability. So it's to say, oh, this is where you're the, like, the maximum of your ability is here. That's your potential. But what's to say you can't go over your potential? Like, it, it's still putting an mm. ability, it's still fixing ability and saying, right. this person, this is their potential. They can't do any better than that. Or they, they mm. yeah. Something like that. I understand what they're saying. So it's, it, it, it is a concept, but it's an entirely unhelpful concept, I guess. Uh, mm. Yes. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it's, just, it's just been interesting because obviously you're doing a master's at the moment in um, education. Um, and it's just, it, it's been so interesting to sort of chart how... You, you academically look at teaching mm. as compared to the experience of a student, you know, going through school obviously we all, we've all got however many years it was like 13 15 years of education but we never had looked at it through that lens so mm. it has been really interesting just secondhand learning all this stuff from you yeah i think it's really important that teachers inform themselves as well and they're like are keeping in touch with all the education research that's happening because then that's how you improve it for the students so it has been really enlightening actually i've really enjoyed doing it it's hard. At times. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> and when you started talking about us, oh gosh, I'm going to misexplain this. That's exactly that in a word, maybe. <laughs> but I think it's useful. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I, I'm going to be really interested to see how, how like, writing, because you write a dissertation at the end of it, right? Which is. Yeah. Like a thesis, basically. Yeah. I'm gonna be really. I think that's gonna be a really interesting process. So just sort of somewhat <laughs> selfishly, I'm looking forward to like uh, help, sort of like kind of. No, I, I don't want to say help because I feel like that's oh, a terribly arrogant way of saying me. it. I'm gonna need a lot. <laughs> I'll be providing emotional support. I'll be making the coffee in the morning. I will be making the bacon sandwiches. Um, all that, all the good stuff. That yeah. Cheers, bro. You know, kind of, <laughs> I kind of already do, but I'll carry on doing it. Is what I'm trying to say. Have you spoken um, to the to the readers about Facon sandwiches? So we so Facon for those of you who are reading at home is vegetarian bacon, which sounds repulsive, but is honestly incredible. If you have not tried bacon and you're vegetarian, do it. Now the, so the, the thing is, I originally was not a fan, and the reason I wasn't a fan was because I was cooking it right. Um, what we've learned is that in order to make bacon taste good, you have to burn it yeah. slightly. And then it gives you that kind of crispiness because that's like the thing you're looking for with bacon, really. You want that is, char. <laughs> yeah, you want that little bit of crunch. And oh, 
it's 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 very good it's become sort of a, a an unfortunate morning habit that we've kind of gotten into oh sat saturday morning habit which is a the best kind of habit i had it most mornings this week ah. <laughs> Whereas you, you didn't you've been much better on the diet <laughs> so sorry dan we'll engage you in this conversation yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is fascinating this is a real insight into a just, non-meat eater's world let's just bring my girlfriend in so i can talk to her instead i don't have to talk to, <laughs> I don't have to, talk to dan well actually tell you what dan let's give you let's throw you a a bone but it's a pretty big bone it's like a femur um what is your choral piece of the week is this like insert music theme here yeah, okay. yeah you've, ru- you've yeah. ruined the edit there that's oh, keep that in adam <laughs> it's great there was a little i left a little pause there so adam's got a moment but it's all right but no we, we, we just she just plowed straight just in. don't put this the theme how, in just just keep it as it is this is like how it's made those documentaries yeah I don't know why, but I almost thought that the music was going to play whilst we were recording it, and then I realised oh, how you, stupid you, that was. You mean like that show in um, Parks and Rec that the um, the the dude has, where like he's just playing fart noises the entire time? Like you thought that it was going to. We had like a soundboard. Um, Adam, Adam throwing some random sounds. <laughs> no, you can't tell me what to do. Viva la résistance! But sorry, Dan. What what yes. is your choral piece of the week? <laughs> And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll, please. Well, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, my choral piece of the week is uh, is quite a cool one this week because um, we both, Simon, have uh, and and uh, Pixel Girl, um, we both have a connection to this piece of music. Oh, um, cast your minds back, if you will, to those. Um, those lovely days singing in the University of Exeter Chapel Choir. Done. Do you recall singing, I think we did two arrangements from the composer, musician, Exeter Cathedral Choir, lay vicar, Matthew Can. Yes, we did. I believe we did his Veni Creator Spiritus. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow should be my dancing day. We also did a faux Bourdon service that he... Well, it's, it's, it's curious that you should mention that <laughs> because my piece of the week... Is the faux bonds oh. <laughs> Gordon service um, by uh, by Matthew Can? It's available um, on uh, from from the 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 CD of the choir Antiphon, which is uh, Matt's choir. Um, the particular album is Oh My People. It's very lovely. Um, it's got a a rip roaring selection of tracks. It also features um, another extra a local extra composer, Graham Keach. Oh, Do you remember yeah. doing some of yeah, his stuff? Yeah, I remember some of that stuff. Yeah, um, but but both setting both the Magnificat and the Dimittis are uh, are on there, and are, are quite a uh, quite a cool arrangement of In Manus to Us as well um, by uh, by Mister Can. But it's it's uh, it's very fine. I was jokingly saying because we sang it in the cathedral yesterday, um, and uh, I we, we were we were having a listen, and I mentioned to uh, to Matt that. Uh, it might be my choral piece of the week. And he said, ah, he said, oh, that's lovely. I'm just reading the text we had now. Um, I'm more than happy to appear as a guest if required. <laughs> oh, uh, oh to boy. Which I, to which I, uh, uh, I, I then wrote down uh, a, an extract of audio had, had he called in. That's right, Simon. We've got a caller on line too. Mr. Can, thanks for joining us. You're live on the Wikicast. Please don't say f*** or b-. <laughs> He replied, f*** or b-. get bleeped out, don't they? And I said, certainly do so we might as well not answer the call 
Bless. But yes, uh, to, to cut a long story short, my choral piece of the week is the Faubourden setting of the Magnificat Nunc Dimittis by Matthew Can of Exeter Cathedral. And you can, anybody who is reading at home, there'll be links in the description to a playlist, which is, I think there's one on Spotify and there's one on Apple Music. Um, Correct. Depending on your persuasion. There is um, also a very lovely video recording for those who want to see it in action, I believe, in Buckfast Abbey. So if you search uh, Matthew Can Faubourden's Magnificat, Magnificat, or Antiphon, uh, then uh, you'll find that video there. So I almost forgot I was part of this for a second. I think I was just listening along. (laughs) (laughs) It's really interesting. Thanks for that. I like this idea of escalation, though. Like we, but you know, every time that we we raise the bar, which is admittedly is still very low. Uh, mm. Like we, you know, we get a guest in, then we get Pixel Girl in. It's like, what can we do? Yeah, we'll get the composer of the choral piece of the week in on the show. <laughs> Joining us this week is JS Bar. I don't think you're going to yeah. want any guests after me. We ruin the show. Uh, well, <laughs> readers can let us know what they think about that. Uh, we do Please have don't. Request- <laughs> don't. We do have requests for our friend Hugo, uh, who is a, a long-time uh, listener of the show and a uh, long-time friend of ours to appear. Um, mm, that would be an episode. That would be dangerous. That would put your career on the line. Also, yeah. some yogs have been uh, like said that they would come on. So, like, I don't know if you know Ravs, who streams oh, yeah. all the time. He he was like asked, and he was like, "Yeah, sounds interesting. I'd be on." Like, <laughs> wicked. Oh, we could get Mark. I'd love to get Mark Humes on. I think he would be yeah. a really interesting. Guest. That would be fun. I may actually be seeing him next week because I'm popping back to uh, the. I'm actually popping to Exeter to start up a. I could probably talk about it. The uh, the Exeter University Chapel Choir's trustees. Um, oh yeah. Sort of. Sort of doing some development stuff so i'll be popping back but i'm literally there for a day and then i'm, I'm coming back but uh yeah i'm, I'm doing a little west country adventure um well, anyway fine. so um i would quickly i realized that we we technically scrapped the corner but i i'd quickly like to pop on over to critics corner so um i basically just wanted to talk about the mandalorian so have you seen the mandalorian dan i have uh, now, Pixel Girl and I have one episode left. It's so okay. good. Uh, it's so fucking good. It's uh, really good. It's really good. I mean, I uh, it, the two shows which kind of appeared at the same time in like my consciousness, at least, were The Witcher and Mandalorian. And mm. I, th- I, I was like consciously, it's like a tough decision which one to watch first. But I am so glad that we went with The Mandalorian because I haven't started The Witcher yet and I'm hoping we're going to enjoy it. But... Yeah, oh my days it's the mandalorian is in every way like music acting the the, the cgi the mm. story itself it's it's all just so strong have you speaking of it have you seen have you been watching picard i have seen the first episode okay i've seen episodes one and two right and i think i mean i'm i can i might watch episode three later i'm really liking it i I saw the first episode and I, I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised by the tone that they went for. My concern was that they were going to go for something like the more, the, the final couple of um, next generation movies, which were like Nemesis and Insurrection, which were basically just kind of Captain Picard does die hard. Um, yeah. And it was, it was just not what Star Trek, certainly what, what the next generation was meant to be. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised by the tone. What I don't like, and I think this is something that um, I share with Red Letter Media's review of the first episode, uh, is basically the Federation, how the Federation has changed and how it has basically become Trump's America and that it's very um, basically xenophobic. Um, 
and they don't view Romulans as having equal lives to humans. And it's just mm. a bit... It, it, the, the whole thing about Star Trek is it is meant to be this great, you know, noble, bright future. And I feel like they've kind of left that to the side. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm I'm kind of on board for the time being. And maybe the story will go somewhere interesting. Mm. My gut feeling is that the way that they've like handled at the end of the first episode, it's not a spoiler to say because it is in the trailer. There's a, there's a Borg cube. And it's like, oh, the, the, I, uh, I don't know. I've I've not got terribly high hopes. Let's put it like that. Mm. Um, what have you been watching, Pixar, recently that we haven't been watching together, apart from Waterloo Road? I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. We've been watching loads of... Well, firstly, I've been watching too many strange YouTube videos. My taste in YouTube is pretty dire. Um, oh, it's so bad, Dan. <laughs> Her taste awful. is awful. I don't even know why. I think I just watch YouTube because I'm nosy. I just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say what, because now I've said it's dire. I don't want to say who I watch, really. The the number of times when I've turned to you and been like, why are you watching this? Like, you hate this as much as I do. (laughs) Like, Yeah. It's a lot of, it's some study tubers and it's some people who vlog, but just, they they either have the most annoying personality, like kind of, there's someone in particular who I'm not going to name, who is very white saviour and living in a developing country. And it's just like, why are you doing this to yourself? Why do you put yourself through this? I honestly couldn't tell you. (laughs) Maybe it's that weird school complex where I'm watching study tubers because I work in a school. You want to be a student again. That's what it is. I think probably that. I I do want to be a student again. (laughs) Actually, that's true. All the people, most of the people you watch, either travel a lot or are students. It's like you're living vicariously through these vloggers. Maybe Mm. that's it. Maybe you've uh, you've put the nail on that psychological problem. So we can we can try and turn you away to something that's (laughs) more worth watching, like hat films. Talking about the Mandalorian, adding my little bit in there. Yes, please. Baby Yoda has made me so broody. It's the cutest <laughs> little thing I've ever Wait, seen. But does that mean specifically that you're broody to like f- Yoda? Well, if it produced something like <laughs> I that, I think you've got a different. Under- I think you've got a different understanding of what broody <laughs> means. Yes, Simon. <laughs> it's it's it, yeah. Did you hear? Sorry, can we just take a moment? The absolute dead crushing silence after you said that phrase Yoda just nothing everyone on the call was like I'm sorry I was really taken back what are you saying (laughs) but like if you're broody for a baby Yoda there's like if you're broody that's not what you're thinking about I think you're thinking about the end product (laughs) Okay, I'm not thinking... the act. This is like we had the epi- we had the we had the moment last episode where um, the ultimate sacrifice. The, no, the ultimate. Was it? <laughs> yeah, the ultimate commitment. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate commitment, which I thought was marriage, and Simon thought was death. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you we're know, all different. We're all yeah. different, and that's we're totally fine. That's what makes life interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, well, Baby Yoda, that genius move from Disney. There, it is the cutest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. I might quickly chime in if it's critics. Mm-hmm. Go, two, go for it. Two little things. I don't know if I mentioned... Did I mention the Western Wind last episode? No, I don't think so. so that's, what hitting, that's what's hitting tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, no, oh, I did. Oh, I did mention it because it's um, it's uh, Samantha Harvey, the book. So uh, I, I, do, I think I seem to remember mentioning it. If not, anyway, I'm reading a book by Samantha Harvey. It's a kind of detective crime exploration of faith set in rural Somerset in the 15th century. It's very cool. Um, oh. Quite niche, but very cool. And then I'm also listening to... I'm trying to get back into audiobooks. 
and uh-huh. in, and by that I mean not just listening to Harry Potter on repeat all, <laughs> my dad, all through the year every year. My dad made a joke about that the other day. We were, we were talking about like, I think we were talking about trying audiobooks, and he was mm. like, "Yeah, unless you're Dan, in which case you're just listening to Harry Potter like it's your Bible." Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like, yeah. Dad, where, where, where did this come from? I am listening to a new audiobook um, by Robert Harris, and I've read his Fatherland, um, mm. which is a um, fictional retelling of, of World War Two in the Germany wins. It's very good. Um, but I'm currently listening to Imperium, which is a fic- uh, fictional biography of Cicero. Um, oh, okay. And it's really cool. And it's part of a series. He also wrote Pompeii, which I think I'm going to... I'm getting into the... Yeah. Anyway, it's really great. And th- these kind of really quite intense um, historical narratives, I think, really suit an audiobook thing. You can just kind of sit back and let it kind of wash over you. Mm. But it's um, it's excellent. So Imperium by Robert Harris and The Western Wind by Samantha Harvey. Mm. And if I just... A five-second plug, I've been really enjoying The Secret Commonwealth by um, Philip Pullman, which I've... Uh, 650 pages long. It's a bloody long book. Is this where we but, just um, say our favourite books? Can I plug mine? Yeah, go on. So, plug your book. <laughs> well, I didn't write it. But The Salt Path by Raina Wynn, I think it is, is incredible. So if you like Cornwall and Devon and walking and sea, and it's just so good. You yes. know, you've, you've really got a good, like... Fern Cotton style podcast voice. I think because you've listened to so many episodes of like that what? kind of podcast, you just the way that you delivered that line was just so like one of the guests on that show. You just got a good voice for podcasting. I, I, honestly, I haven't. <laughs> You're gonna have to get rid of the majority of this podcast probably because of me. Not true, mate. Seal of approval from editor Adam for you. No, you've got you've got a. Don't you think, Dan? She's got a it's good really voice. It's really nerve-wracking. So, absolutely. Do you not find this really nerve-wracking? Nah, but you might no, say something is... really stupid. I say sh- stupid things all the time. This is true. <laughs> it is known. It is known. Um, Sorry. Uh, Diverse. But anyway, as that was me trying to be nice, you've got a voice Thank for pixel. You. You've, got a, you've got a voice for podcasting and a face to match. Yikes. I'd listen to the Wikicast if you got Fern Cotton as a guest. Well, we'll try our best. I can't make I'll send promises. her. Hang on, I'll text her now. Yeah, sorry. Get get out your little black book, Dan. Can you recommend other podcasts on this podcast, or is that taking away your market? And that's all we've got time for today. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming. Uh, it's... <laughs> yeah, I'm really enjoying being a guest on this show, but let me tell you who does it better. Um, Happy place thanks. by Fern Gotten. There we go. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Right, let's go and I think we need to thank some people, Dan. Yeah, me. We, we... Yes, thank you to Pixel Girl Thanks. for single-handedly supporting this podcast emotionally, <laughs> spiritually and financially. Mm, um, yes. Her, her endless giving knows no bounds. Top lad. We just want to take a moment in the podcast to quickly thank the people who make the show possible. Uh, now that we're back on a regular schedule, we actually don't feel quite so guilty about taking people's money. Uh, we can't really say we're offering very much in return, apart from the show. But hmm. if you like it, then you can support the show. It's wiki, uh, patreon.com forward slash the wikicast. Um, and uh, what does that go towards, Dan, in, in well, 20 words or less? Give me a very brief answer. What does that money go towards? It pays for our hosting. It pays for us to go on ventures such as producing merchandise. It pays our wonderful editor. It really, it can't, it, it's hard to sum up in so, so succinctly the the huge effects that the giving has uh, to the podcast. It's like taxes and we're the NHS, but even worse. We're the Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> With a big, with a big bear like slash wolf thing in the old animated one, wearing the stripy top and trousers, um, who inexplicably, inexplicably, some reason is from like 
this from like the south in America. Um, well, that's do you remember his voice I, in the old animated Robin Hood? I've never seen the old animated Robin Hood. I must admit. Oh, what are you doing? I know, and I know it's got the sexy fox in it and all that it's stuff. It's very good. Yeah, it's got the classic. It. Um, at the very beginning, you've got the you've got the bard come whistling rooster. I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, is Actually. that where it's from? Oh, yes. That's the hamster dance. Well, it, it it might not be where the tune is from, but I, it's it's in the beginning and all through that film. Wow, it's a that's an absolute classic. Pixel Girl, you've seen the animated Robin Hood? No. Okay, see. You. <laughs> Bye then. Bye everyone. Thanks for sorry. <laughs> When you support the Wikicast on Patreon, you can declare yourself to be a top cat if you are correct and a top dog if you are not. I would just quickly like to thank the... Uh, that was an F in that thank, apparently. Um, I would like to I thank. Would just like that way that you pronounced... He, is that the way you pronounced Heathrow Airport? Do you remember in that video? <laughs> yeah, Heathrow. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to thank Mary Poppins, Shocker Cat, Christopher... Betterton, what a great name. Uh, Carl Mansfield, one and only Dan Hanvey, Isabel Ostrowski, John Mannion, Kenneth Kuzmirek, Leila Medina, Lewis Watson, Marl Rezhez, Oliver Burkhart, Oliver Craigie, Omar Miranda, Princess Andromeda, Rents Cook, River Ward, Trustworthy Ginger, and William Humphreys. And I would like to thank Alistair Fortune, Ben McMurtry, Colin J. Brown, Eric Davis, Eric Bolliger, Eve Sharples, oh, here we go, Jackson Deborgskovsky, Kodzo, Kyle, uh, Piri, Maggie, Peter Reed, and Samantha. So, Pixel Girl, I've just sent you a uh, a screenshot of our Team Cat patrons. Could you just pick one of these names to shout out, please? Lachlan Woods! Amazing. Bless you. (laughs) Yes, it's an awful cold you've got there. You've got to be careful. Good grief. Right, when I listened to the podcast, you used to do this in a really fun way. What happened? Well, which verb? Because we tried several different things. You just what did lots your... of different accents. Oh well, we can't do accents though. That's the <laughs> that's our problem. That was the beauty of it. Okay, well, if people, if you want us to read your names in a particular accent, then do let us know on our email. And speaking of said email, spongeelectricgmail.com, Why don't we go and have a hop, skip, and a jump over to have a look at some teacher time stories or mm. or, or some some kind of school stories. We have an email here from Emma, and it and it reads as follows: uh, Dear Messrs. Clark and Moore, I'm still in the education system, so hope to have many more stories to remember by the time it's all over. However, there's already been some corkers that I'll remember forever. I'm a terrible storyteller, but couldn't pass this one up, so I'm definitely going to be um, not going to be upset if you cut this email. Well, Emma, we've got uh, good news. <laughs> no <luck>. cuts here. <laughs> um, in year eight, both of my parents were delayed getting my get, getting to my parents' evening. My dad was stuck on a delayed train, and my mum was outside of a film studio for an hour, where they were maneuvering a bus to for call the midwife <laughs> so I was a little so oh we've all been there yeah, yeah. Well, tell me if about I had it. a penny oh. for every time being a good student I asked my head of year what to do I was told to do parents evening with my head teacher she was the best head uh, you could ask for and incredibly kind but also mildly terrifying as all heads are uh, I don't think I'll ever forget the glowing reviews or surprised looks on my teacher's faces as they proceeded to sing my praises something that was definitely not warranted especially from my French teacher there's other stories <laughs> wait, about so drugs wait, so sex the, the head teacher was pretending to be your parents what? Like, surely the whole point. I don't. Surely the whole purpose of a parents' evening is that your parents <laughs> learn <laughs> about how you're doing. I don't think it was so much the pet. The head teacher was pretending to be a parent. <laughs> I think the head teacher was just accompanying this child. But the same point stands. Like, what benefit are the parents getting from? Should he, I mean, Pixel, how much of parents' evening is for the parents' benefit? Sixty percent. 
So the majority of the point. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds it sounds like a marvelous head teacher. Uh, yeah, it's I'm, better I'm than so not doing it, it at well. all. Uh, she goes on to say, "There's other stories too about drugs, sex, and booze, um, with an air gun and a, a Broadmoor siren thrown in too. But I'll hold those for another time. Another day, I'll write to you an email about how much I appreciate this podcast and the videos that Simon makes. But for the moment, I'd just like to thank everyone and a very special thanks to Pixel Girl. You clearly make Aww. Simon incredibly happy, and knowing that he's got someone to go home to that loves him is really heartwarming. We all know he can be a bit of an idiot." Yeah. insert beer mile here but he also seems <laughs> ca- kind and extremely caring having not seen much of you but being aware of the impact you've had on Simon's life I wanted to thank you your Aww. ever faithful listener even when you take months off without warning Emma <laughs> thank you Wait, Emma. Hey, I'm looking at this email she's 940 and two sevenths days y- how old is that? that's two and, two and like two thirds years <laughs> but you're too young to be even in reception Emma <laughs> Nine hundred and four. Yeah, That's that so is confusing. Uh, unless it's nine thousand four hundred and two divided by seven. Yeah, maybe. Days young. Nine thousand four hundred and seven divided by That's four thousand seven hundred and three. Now, how many? How sorry? Wow, this is that this still is seems far more like ten or eleven. That's uh, nearly thirteen. Hurrah! But aren't you thirteen in year eight? I mean, there's also, Emma does say, there's, there's other stories about drugs, sex, and booze. Yeah. I don't want to, maybe we should move on. I don't want to know if she's 13. If that's the case, fine. Let's move on. Okay. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, thank you, Emma, for including pictures of the uh, ponies, which yes. are surprisingly similar to dogs. Uh. They are beautiful ponies. Fantastic. Fantastic. So we, know, we now have an email here from uh, Galen Jones, um, username Home Office Twitch Boy. Oh, no, Home Office Witch Boy. Sorry. That's uh, just uh, inserted a T there. Um, Hey, guys, love all that you do. Just going to dive right in. I went to a high school in a predominantly Mormon and white community. And I always grew up thinking that compared to other American schools, the events that took place in my school were relatively chill. With that in mind, we had monthly lockdown drills, drug dogs in every week, and so on and so forth. Yeah, pretty chill. Yeah, it's very chill. Very normal. Uh, On the first day of my freshman year, we had to submit our bags to be searched by the police. So the atmosphere for the day was already a little uneasy. It's quite a personal search, isn't it? I can't believe it. (laughs) So the atmosphere for the day was already a little uneasy, in addition to the social stresses of American high school. During my second class of the day, intro to physics, my teacher asked us to all be completely silent as we entered the room, and he wouldn't tell us why, but we all complied. Then, when class had started, he came to the front of the room, opened his mouth, and yelled at the top of his lungs. All at once, there was an, an enormous pop in the fume hood at the back of the room. So, for readers at home who might not know, fume hood is like this enclosed environment that you can do experiments in. It's like a, a, an extractor fan above a, an oven, but on steroids. So, it's like a safe place to do chemical experiments. But... <laughs> There was an enormous pop in the fume hood at the back of the room, and immediately to my right, there was a straight-up deafening boom, followed by the sound of shattering glass. When all had finally quieted down, and everyone was trying to figure out what the actual f*** had just happened, the teacher looked at where the window had been and said wide-eyed, that wasn't supposed to happen. It turned out he was having us be quiet because he had an extremely volatile chemical placed in the fume hood to start class with as some sort of cheesy yet still cool introduction. But in his excitement, he left a container of the stuff open next to the window. (laughs) So he yelled and set the reaction off, as intended in the fume hood. The open container also exploded, and shrapnel from that explosion hit the window and shattered it. (laughs) The boom caused a panic in the school, and we went into lockdown for three hours while my my teacher phoned the office and tried desperately to explain what had happened. (laughs) That's incredible. Wow! 
That is That's incredible. intense. <laughs> that is science teacher goals right there. Incredible. Wow. You never get that in languages, do you? No, that's quite something. We have done a lockdown drill before, though. That was quite fun. Yeah, it was like, um, it's basically in case of a terrorist attack, right? Oh, it's like a number of things. Like if there are like a dangerous chemical or someone on the building, if someone's on the site, or like there's a... <laughs> a wild animal on the loose or something. Oh, watch out, there's a dire wolf. <laughs> yeah. But um you have to yeah, it was I I squashed like ten children into a small cupboard. It was great. Uh do you maybe want to provide some context to what you mean by that? <laughs> okay, to be safe. <laughs> I was making olive oil. I just thought I'd press these children down. No, so you have to like get out of the sight of windows and things like that. So I have a I have a cupboard in my room. Where's a better place to hide than in the cupboard? So it's it's quite a large cupboard, <laughs> but like, I managed to fit. Do you have 10 a Narnia cupboard? How many Pretty students much. did you did you? How many students did you say you crammed in? Ten. Ten. It's <laughs> incredible. Think store cup, like think small pantry levels. Yeah. Did they come right. out and they were all covered in snow, and one of them had turned into a fawn? <laughs> they had, in fact, been to Narnia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Crown on. <laughs> yeah. No, was, they had the best day ever. Amazing. Fun. Yeah. I feel like that that you know to have a, like a webcam in that room because if you think about it right so if you you go into Narnia you live as long as you want and then you just if you leave and go back into the real world you haven't aged at all right mm. so presumably if you, you you could just live forever in Narnia if you you know went in lived for 70 years came back out and you were like 90 and then reappeared for a couple of seconds as a kid and then you go back in and presumably you're a kid again but then if you put a webcam in that room basically you just see a bunch of pensioners <laughs> you know you see yeah. you see a bunch of pensioners leave rapidly de-age and then go back in and like and oscillate in and out <laughs> of the wardrobe <laughs> just forever <laughs> oh wow Sorry, that's, that's I've never considered the, the horrifying nature of Narnia before. Once, anyway. once again in the Wikicast, we're we're asking the important questions. We're pushing yeah. pushing new grounds. <laughs> we have another email here from Mars. Mar, I'm going to say Marsin. It could be Marsin, but I don't. It's, it's Rezhez. This is Rezhez. His username is a lot more pronounceable. It's quite succinct. We've got a selection of little tidbits of stories to choose from here, uh, or the punchlines, I suppose. Um, They go on to say, I've had several small stories, so here we go. The first, a fight in a class where a guy threw a chair across a room and headshotted another guy. (laughs) What? Good lord. (laughs) A teacher rugby tackled like 20 kids when running to break up a fight. How big is this enormous teacher? (laughs) A guy in PE having his underwear taken off by accident by a guy running past. Bullshit. Now, the best part of that bullshit. is yeah. The best part How of that is, that is the word possible? accident. I like to think it made a very comedic like. Yeah. Sound. Fireworks uh, set off in the maths department, causing the fire alarm to trigger, and a fight occurring just before a teacher entered a room. She, to this day, has no idea how insane the fight was, uh, and that it even occurred. What was it like? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> Fatality. What, what would you say is your best story from school, Dan? Oh, there's so many. There are so many just really bizarre. There was, I used to play, here's one. Here's one that's quite fun. Um, When I was in Australia at the first school I attended, which was Brighton Grammar School, a friend, my best friend at school and still good friend to this day, a guy called Jack, um, we used to play a game uh, on free periods in an afternoon where we'd go up to one of the older parts of the school and there, there used to be this really comically large ceiling fan. (laughs) <laughs> um, okay. in, in the top of this room and 
we would take it in turns to go into the store cupboard, get out like a big box of pens and rubbers, um, tip over a desk so it formed some kind of bunker, and from different, from opposite sides of the room, throw pens and rubbers at the um, <laughs> at the fan. <laughs> mm. um, on several occasions, we caused this fan to detach from the ceiling. <laughs> the best, the best, however, was when uh, I forget whether it was Jack or me. Um, I think it probably was me because I'm an idiot. But I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take a, I'm going to take a handful of pens rather than the like one. And I'm talking like just like a, a pilot biro, <laughs> you know. Hmm. Um, and uh, I threw this this handful of pens at this fan. Now, two quite terrifying things happened. The first was the sh- because they flew at this fan as a bulk. Um, it kind of like sheared every single pen in half and in ink went everywhere. But most most alarmingly, bits of razor sharp plastic actually oh, no. embedded themselves in the walls because they were oh, they were flying God. at such a sp- yeah. If like, if we had not been hiding behind these things, we would have been really seriously injured. Um, and it was like it was like a scene out of nineteen seventeen. That's one. That's one story that there's honestly there are so many, so many stories that I have, but the one that sticks out to me was it was not something that I was involved in, I should very quickly clarify. Uh we had a phantom shit smearer. <laughs> oh yeah. In our school. Classica. Uh which was this this reign of terror of this kid who uh was smearing I believe his own excrement uh, over lockers, over walls, uh, in the bathrooms. And we actually had the head teacher come and give an assembly to every year. Um, and it was great because he clearly he, he clearly thought, oh, I know what's going to get them. I'm going to really shock them. And he was like, we have, you know, reports. This person has been, scree- um, has been smearing excrement and then pause for dramatic effect. And by excrement, I mean shit. Yes, <laughs> what? Lovely. And then it was clearly, it was like, yeah, that's going to get him. That's going to really shock him. Yeah. Like, and everyone in the room was like, uh, sir? Like, <laughs> I had a, that's so weird. So I had a similar thing again at this same school. I should clarify, I didn't stay at the school very long because I really hated it there and I had a very, very miserable time. It was an all boys, very sporty school and just not suited to me at all. Um, but there was a similar thing where where some boy or perhaps a group of them got into a habit of, of smearing their own fecal matter up and down the walls in the toilet block. Because what else would you do uh, in yeah, year seven uh, and eight on an afternoon? Boys are it was so bizarre. Weird. They are bizarre. Anyway, the head teacher um, of of middle school at that time, um, the school was also weird. I should clarify. Um, so normally you have like an upper school and a junior school. Mm. This school had a middle school that was only for year seven and seven and eight, um, simply to try and break up like the progression of puberty from junior to senior. So it wasn't such a stark, like some boys who got it early and went straight into senior school and those who didn't, there wouldn't be too much of a weird gap. It's very odd. They, they, they claimed it was trying to like be good for development, but it was an absolutely shocking idea. Anyway, the head teacher thought it would be a good time to have his angry rant at the school. Um, after Sorry, a, a what? An angry what? A rant. rant. <laughs> He's done it again! An got angry it. rant <laughs> at the school after... Um, after the the um after the Friday morning's chapel service in the church after the sermon, no. Oh. So the, wow. he gave the, the so Father Paul was the name of the priest, and he gave this he was quite a good preacher, and he gave this lovely sermon, and then uh, Andrew Burnell, who was this who was the middle school teacher, who was he was a grade A solid gold homegrown 
of a man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. He's a, he was, uh, he he was vile, <laughs> vile, vile, vile man. Um, uh. He then, he then st- stood up to the lecture and said, uh, thank you, Father. Then there was a pause. And then he, go, and he said something like, Shit, boys, Shit in the school. What on earth is going And then proceeded just to scream the church down for like 15 minutes. And we're all sitting there, like clutching our hymn books. Like, um, are you all right? Are you, you, looks like you're about to have an aneurysm. Boys, it's just shit in the school. <laughs> It was, it was just bizarre. He was just having this weird... You know when teachers have breakdowns? Yeah. yeah. It was that, but he had a breakdown in, like, morning chapel. It was ridiculous. What's your best story from school? As in from your, your school days, Pixel Girl? Because I know your friendship group is f***ing insane. <laughs> See, I've been mulling this over since you were talking about yours and trying to determine one of the multitude of incredibly strange and weird experiences that I had in my school... Uh, School career? School yeah. time. School days. School days, time. that's the word. Um, I've narrowed down one that's not uh, too offensive, and it happened in year six. So, Oh, is this the crucifixion story? No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that one. So, I'm not even going to ask. Anyway, yeah, go on. <laughs> it, it's what you think it is, basically. <laughs> I went to it. We'll tell that one now if you've hinted at it. I went to a very Catholic school in primary and um, I was quite naughty in year six. Um, secondary school, complete nerd the entire way through. But year six was really the year for me. And I, for being naughty, I was the only girl not allowed to be a wet play monitor, which involved going to... Oh dear, that's a dangerous <laughs> yeah. thing to say no, in honestly, itself, isn't it? it was really God. sad. It involved going to the, the younger years classes and, and, oh God, I was about to say, yeah, and helping, <laughs> assisting with the younger years during break times. And I wasn't allowed to wow. do this. So I was left in the year six classroom with all the really naughty kids. And they decided that it would be hilarious to tie together two meter rule, well, two one meter ruler sticks and crucify me with some pins. So um, they put this against my back and pinned my jumper to it. And yeah, I was wandering around the room with a uh, cross on my back for a while. Then the teacher came in and yeah, all hell ensued. Um, (laughs) Quite literally. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's quite the tale. Yeah. Yeah. I like school. You can make a religion out of this. (laughs) 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 Uh, Shall we do one more? Um, We have Anonymost. Okay. I'm not quite sure what they're going for with that. Um, has emailed in saying, uh, it was the first day of my whole school... Sorry, it was the day of my whole school photo, which only happened once every five years so that everyone would get at least one photo. I went to a fairly large school and there were about 1,300 people present at the photo shoot because there were so many of us and I was unfortunately one of the first onto the field. I was forced to stand in the blistering heat in a shirt and jumper for about an hour. So... <laughs> That when the photo was being taken, I keeled over. Oh no! <laughs> oh goodness! I fell flat onto the two teachers in front of me before slumping onto the ground. <laughs> just imagine that's the school photo. It's just you planking <laughs> at a forty-five degree angle. <laughs> My best friend used to do that. She used to faint, and we didn't. She didn't find out why for about a year. But mm. like for a whole year of school, every like second lesson, she just faint. And we'd have was, to, um, like we had to, she had like catching patrol. So we got like a point if we caught her. 
a seeker and you get 150 points. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, there was a girl in my uh, college at Oxford who had chronic fatigue. And so she would just drop. Like, I remember it happened a couple of bops where she mm. would just, you'd look and she'd be fine, look away for a second and look back and she'd be on the floor. Um, it was scary. It was really scary. Mm. Uh, anyway, back to laughing at uh, Anonymous. Um, so I, I fell flat onto the two teachers in front of me before slumping onto the crown. At which point I learned that my PE teacher had very bad first aid skills as he immediately stood me back on my feet, not giving time for blood to return to my head and causing me to promptly collapse to the ground again. <laughs> <laughs> on your feet, son. You're all right. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> Needless to say, the next day or two was fairly awkward. As I look back on it, my main emotion is relief that I was on the front row and not the back row, as I would have caused a domino effect. Can you imagine? Just like I just want to see that school photo of like everyone is there and then you are like. But then he wouldn't. He wouldn't have fainted if he was on the back row because they went in last, apparently. So okay, I do like the idea of. I'm just. I mean, this is obviously a very traumatic thing, and I'm not at all poking humor at it. But if you collapsed on the top row presumably the, the, the highest row you could almost be like a human slinky as you fall down each row <laughs> as you periodically collapse again and again and again <laughs> i'm sorry well, that sounds awful anonymous empathy empathy basic empathy, empathy because yeah. we're not tories okay. <laughs> right so moving so should we should we do some let's let's put, let's do some normal correspondence because we do have some emails here asking you some questions pixel girl <gasps> oh exciting Oh no! Okay, I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna try and do this justice. We have an email here from Michael Anthony saying, "Greetings, Mom, Dad, and Auntie Pixel oh. Girl. <laughs> You're right, Babs. How's you been? My name's Mike, and I'm a very confused brummy. I'm reading that as phonetically as I can. <laughs> I love greetings. Greetings. That's so funny. Greetings, Mom and Dad. <laughs> greetings." <laughs> That's spelled for the readers at home. That is spelled G R O I T I N G S. Greetings. Greeted cheese. Uh, quick question for the resident language teacher: How mm-hmm. the f- am I supposed to do A level French with my grasp on the it, my supposed first language is so shit? I can't say anything in French without it sounding ridiculous. Any tips? Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Merci. Merci. You know I. Um, I would the- say. <laughs> The thing is, you have an impediment in your natural. I'm, I live uh, near Birmingham. I, my yeah, family exactly. home is about half an hour, well, forty minutes. We don't hold Birmingham. it against you, though. It's fine. Um, yeah, despite your obvious like <laughs> disabilities, you've done very well. I'd say it doesn't. It, your accent doesn't really matter. Like it's. Oh, I think it, uh, the people that I had to learn French with, like, try. You've never heard pain until until you've heard people like West Country children trying to speak French. <laughs> like, okay, je so- m'appelle. Have a look and see if you can find the phonics in French and maybe practice the sounds. And then from that, uh, practicing some words. And other than that, go live in France, become fluent. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, phonics are really useful. They're a really great basis for learning languages if you're wanting to work on your accent pronunciation. Cool. <laughs> We've got an email here from Danvi. What an agent. No way. What do we know? No. <laughs> We're like, yay! And Pixel Girl's just like, ah. Oh. I don't know what he's going to say. He's, he goes on to say, hello, Simon Dam and, and Pixel Girl. Happy 2020 to you all. I hope you've had a great year. My first point is, Simon, you mentioned again you'd love to work with Brian from Real Engineering. 
I remind you of the idea I came up with regarding the best Pixar film of all time and whether a key plot point is feasible, if you've forgotten whether the plane from Chicken Run can fly. That's oh, an excellent well, idea. It's, it's not a Pixar film, it's DreamWorks, but I'm writing that down, I'm stealing that and claiming it as my own. Yes, we, I, that's, that's a great idea. Secondly, Dan, I hope you're doing well, mate. When can I listen to your piece you've written? I'll take a recording, but I'll also come down to listen live. Just give me a day. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm going to try and get a recording done of it shortly. Um, thirdly, Congrats as requested... As, huh? What? Congrats on <laughs> Sorry. What? Affection on this podcast? <laughs> for, write, for writing your piece. I haven't spoken oh. to you since you did it. So. Oh, thank you. It was very It was very exciting. Is it sh- I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Congrats then. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna try. I'm trying to write. I'm trying to write some Fobordon's canticles um, now, Ooh. which is quite fun. But um, anyway, I digress. Thirdly, as requested, a school story for Pixel Girl. In year nine, I had one of my um, intravenous cannulas in my arm. A little scrot bag in my year thought it'd be funny to punch the insertion point. <gasps> After briefly oh. seeing Red, I chased him down and swung him against a wall before screaming in his face to never do that again and collapsing in a pain sobbing heap. I was never actually told off for assaulting a fellow pupil, I suspect because I was friends with the senior faculty members. How friendly do you get with pupils and how hard it is to not have favourites? With love, affection, and a faint smell of coal smoke, Danvi. Aged like fine wine, s- split from a carafe onto a restaurant floor. <laughs> Spilt, not split. <laughs> no, split, sorry, I can't read. <laughs> split. Um, yeah, split so, from a carafe. So, Pixel Girl, how friendly do you get with the pupils and how hard is it not to have favourites? Um, I think it's important to not be a friend because they've got friends. They don't want to teach. Well, some of them might do, but... You're not there to be their friend. You're there to be their teacher. But that doesn't mean you can't be friendly. Um, Very nice. Uh, Very yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. No, um, I feel like I'm quite friendly. But... You definitely, I don't think you've mentioned favourites to me. Like you, you, no. you definitely have people that you are like, I have people, you have I, like, projects I have students almost. that I admire, like their effort and I admire like the way that they behave. But hmm. I wouldn't say that, when I say, oh, we're your favourite class. Uh, no, like I don't have... Obviously, I've got preferences as to which... Actually, that's a complete lie. Yeah, I've got favourite classes. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, when you woke up, you were like, oh, I've got triple year sevens. Like, the <laughs> energy involved in teaching three hours of year seven <laughs> as a languages teacher is quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. actually, on that subject, I have a lovely email here from Dystopia Junkie. And I, I am gonna. I, I'm so happy that you sent this in, Liam. This is great. So, this reads: Dear Simon and Dan, but mostly Pixel Girl. I'm sure there are many questions you'll be receiving, such as how you put up with Simon on a daily mm, basis, yeah. or who has a better singing voice out of Dan and Simon, or generally how you deal with the disfigurement of having a bunch of pixels for a face. Instead, I'll say something that you probably don't hear often enough. Thank you. Thank you for the countless hours you spend working for the benefit of young people. Thank you for the unimaginably early mornings or unimaginably late nights, and from experience, often both in the same day. Thank you for taking time to care for each and every young person you work with, not only in teaching them your subject, but in helping them become better, more well-rounded human beings. Teachers are not praised highly enough, and even within schools, I know that recognition is often fleeting, whereas criticism is a bit too frequent. You are a saint, and I hope that your students and colleagues appreciate all the things that you do for them." For context, I used to be a secondary school teacher. I know how hard it can be at times, how hard a day can feel like a write-off after a bad lesson and how the piles of marking seem never-ending. How 30 seconds to yourself is like gold dust. But students do appreciate it. Upon leaving, I received a mountain of cards, far too much chocolate, and an awful lot of tears were shed. I hope that this email has given you a sense of being appreciated that I only found at the last minute so that you don't find it at the last minute too. Cheers all, Liam. 
lovely I'm like email. almost crying. <laughs> and that's so true. I think that's so true. That's teaching, so true. teaching is such an such an underrated profession. I'm so I can mm. I look back on my education both at school and at university and count myself so lucky to have have encountered teachers that have just gone above and beyond what is necessary. Well, I think that's um, part of absolutely. the reason why I became a teacher is because I had some teachers just shaped the direction I went in my life and like they were amazing and I think like to be able to do that for someone else is just great (laughs) yeah I mean it it is I I always say this I I think it's such an underappreciated profession you should be paid double what you're paid um not least because I obviously get a share of that income um but (laughs) you you know teachers teachers are just so so criminally underappreciated and when, when I am world leader we will, we will, th- th- we will not stand for this level of underappreciation. <laughs> well, Dan, do you want to? Should we have one more email? Yes, let's. <laughs> Are you sure? Sorry, <laughs> I was just, I just stuck dystopia junkie into, uh, into Google, and I'm, I've just found an analyzing John Keats to autumn part one, dystopia junkie analysis, which is a, which is really cool. So ah. I found Liam's content. It looks great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a listen to that. Uh, we've got an email here from Carnav. They say, hi, Dan and Simon. Obligatory long-time reader, first-time writer. Always wanted to write that. Ha-ha. Hey! Seeing as this is a special occasion, yay, finally, Pixel Girl. I thought this is the perfect time to finally shoot you guys an email. Here's my question for Pixel Girl. When did you figure out you wanted to be a teacher? Was it something you knew early on or something you found a love for afterwards? Also, we'd love to hear how hear about how to feel about it. Does it feel rewarding when your students succeed? Have you learned anything profound from your students? Eager to hear your thoughts. Uh, love you guys. Can't have. Okay, so the first bit, when did I decide? I did French and Spanish for GCSE and music. And I really wanted to do all three for A-level, but the way that my school worked, like you had to choose from blocks, so I couldn't do music A-level. I ended up doing geography and history that I'd never done before, but mm-hmm. it was fine. Um, but I'd always loved languages, and I loved my teachers and languages, and it was just, I knew that I wanted to do something to do with that. And I thought, do I want to be an interpreter? Do I not want to be a translator? Not particularly. <laughs> um, and I've done... I did a lot of musical theatre, like I helped out with uh, like children's musical theatre, youth groups, that kind of thing. And just, I think working with children seemed like the natural progression. So I kind of knew that I wanted to do it from around the age of 15. So <laughs> I decided mm. quite early, like I never had that, oh, I don't know what to do with my life. I always knew that I wanted to do this. Because I it, think that is a stereotype some people have about teachers, that it's mm-hmm. like you, you do it because you don't know what to do after your degree. But No, I, I always knew. Like, yeah. I knew when I started my degree that I wanted to go on and do a PGC afterwards. It, luckily, it hasn't disappointed so far. I, I do love it. As much as I complain about it, I love it. And as for the learning anything profound from the kids, I learn stuff from them every day. They make me laugh every day. What like, was it we were looking at the other day? We were looking at Visco Girls. Visco Girls. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. And I... <laughs> I don't understand oh. TikTok. I'm not going there. <laughs> but yeah, the k- kids are amazing. Kids say stuff that adults filter, and who needs a filter? It's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do love it as much as I complain about it. It's it's worth it. It's so rewarding, um, and it's just you never get bored. Like there's always something to do. There's always. Um, uh, yeah it's just it's just great if you if you're considering it go and get some experience first i'd say like go and work in a school for a week you know, do some work experience um to see what it's like but 
I mean, I, I can only speak for secondary, and I, I love it. I really do. So I, I actually, I always wanted to be a primary school teacher. Um, until yeah, you did change, didn't did you? Change? Changed your mind. I changed my mind. Also, oh, kind of different. I changed my mind in third year of uni, actually, um, when I worked at a primary school. On <laughs> 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 my year, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think because I, de- I definitely wanted to use the languages, um, which you don't really do that much in primary, and little kids are so. Oh, I couldn't. I, I primary school teachers, uh, your patience is incredible. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, Possibly the pe- the profession that involves the most patience. Oh my gosh! Yes, anything. For sure. Yeah, like, at least you can vaguely have a reasonable discussion with a secondary school <laughs> student as to why yeah. you're doing what you are. But yeah, primary school teachers, I salute you. Well, I mean, I I honestly don't know how they do it either. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I think you do an incredibly difficult job for nowhere near enough money. But, uh, and that's actually just appearing on this podcast with us, let alone being a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how much uh, am I getting paid for this? Uh, anyway, uh, so Dan, <laughs> what have we learned today? Actually, no, sorry, that's your line. Anyway, so Simon, what have we learned today? We learned about some armoured fish. Something... Oh, I can say it again. Yeah, go on. Okay, it's a macropetalictus. There we go. We learned about an armoured fish and a lot about uh, how teachers work. Uh, that's that's the episode, everyone. Yay. Pretty much. We did episode 69. It was the sex number and we, talked we delivered. About no sex. <laughs> no sex whatsoever. We Thank did it. Goodness. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's not going to be too uh, too long before. It's probably going to be the closest thing we have to a Valentine special. That's true. This oh. is for all you lovebirds out there. We talked about school. We talked yeah. about school. The most romantic of subjects. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook, and if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. Reviews of The Mandalorian, Pixel Girl fan mail, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, Pixel Girl. No worries. Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole. And And we'll we'll see see you you next time. time. Well, I won't.